Good morning, everyone. Um, if you have your Bibles on you, we're going to get straight into it. Uh, Matthew 11. Uh, we'll be in verses 11. Sorry, chapter 11. Verses 28 to 30. That is Matthew 11. Verses 28 to 30. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the gathering of your people this morning, Lord. So as we open up our Bibles and we get into the study of this passage by Jesus, Lord, we ask for your spirit to teach us tonight, uh, teach us this morning. Um, use me, Lord, as a vessel uh, to deliver your word to your people. May I decrease so that your son will increase. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. The context of our passage, where these wonderful words come out of, is Jesus is addressing crowds who were in a legalistic society and who were feeling worn out and weighed down from the burdens of life, but mostly from the burdens of religion. Laboring and laboring to earn a right standing with God with their religious leaders' man-made laws that they had piled and piled on the people. And it was an impossible task that they would climb all these religious hurdles to attain God's acceptance. And it couldn't be done. The burden was too heavy to carry. The yoke of the law was heavy. They would fail more times than they climbed. And it left them weary and in a heavy laden state. And Christ, he sees their struggles. He sees how worn out they are. And in his compassion for them, he extends this gracious invitation. Let me read again. Come to me. All who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. These words of comfort alluded to the person he is, this was his heart for sinners. Words of someone who was compassionate. Words of someone who was merciful. Words of someone who was tender. Words of someone who was kind. Words of someone who came to seek and save the lost. And these are words of comfort he offered. Come to me. Come. Simple. Easy to understand, 
Jesus doesn't keep you wondering to go figure out your life first. He doesn't say to do a little better, to work a bit harder. There is no effort, but he extends the invitation. Come. Come as you are. Christ is calling people to himself, pleading and urging people to respond to his invitation. Come to him, the person of Jesus Christ. Not come to religion, not come to culture, not come to rules and regulations, not come to a spiritual leader or come to a priest, but that we have to come to the person of Christ. But that all of us have to come to Christ. Christ is always inviting. Come to me and drink, John 6. Whoever comes to me will never hunger, John 7. Come to me that you may have life, John 5. Isaiah 55, come, everyone who first come to the waters, and he who has no money, come, buy and eat, come, buy wine and milk without money, without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread, and your labor for that which is not satisfying? Listen to me and eat what is good. And delight yourselves in rich food. The one that is thirsty, come without price. He invites us to come and buy things that are free. How does that work? How do you, how do you purchase things that are free? Because Christ paid it all for anyone that would come. Our right standing with God was not purchased by money, not purchased by good deeds, not purchased by our statuses in life, but purchased by the blood of Christ. It cost our Lord something. His life. It cost you and me nothing. Nothing in my hands I bring simply to the cross I cling. Look at the nature of those he invites. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, the ones that are burdened. Christ is eager to give them rest. Is that you? Are you feeling the heavy weight of burden? Or the heavy weight of always working to be accepted by the Lord? Those who labor, some translations say those who weary. And the word means tired and worn out. Describes a person so exhausted from the results of their physical labor. But Jesus here is not using it as people who are exhausted from physical work. And saying to them, I will give you physical rest. If all I needed was physical rest then. I do what I'm good at. Go have a sleep. But the rest is much greater and deeper than that. He's emphasizing spiritual tiredness resulting from spiritual labor. And Christ is offering spiritual rest 
salvation that he offers to people. Those who are worn out from constantly seeking God's acceptance through their self-efforts. The yoke of the Pharisees burdened the people with their religion by adding man-made laws on top of God's laws. The law of Sabbath, according to biblical scholars, the religious leaders added over 600 regulations surrounding that one law on what was classified as work. If it wasn't hard enough to follow the divine essential laws of God, the religious leaders added more of their man-made petty laws to make it even more difficult. Matthew 23, 4, they, the Pharisees, tie up heavy burdens, hard to bear, and lay them on the people's shoulders, but they themselves are not willing to move them with their finger. No wonder why these people were weary and heavy laden. I learned from um, Charlie and Bar's recent trip to Israel that pressing an elevator button was classed as a work. Therefore, you're violating the Sabbath. A certain distance is measured from your home on how far you can walk from it. If, it, if you were to walk past that, it was a violation of God's law. They had all these petty rules. They used these regulations and traditions as steps to get to God. And it was heavily piled and piled on the people. And these people will climb step after step and reach God, but in the midst of that climbing, they were also falling. So it was a constant up, down, up, down, up, down throughout their whole lives. Never reaching that place. How draining that will be. How exhausting that will be. If you look at the world religions today, they are all marked by legalistic systems. To earn God's favor through self-efforts and Christ's cause. Forsake your self-righteousness and come to me. Come to me and I will take off those heavy loads that are on your shoulders. You know, you no longer need to labor to reach for the Lord. Christ has done it for you. His perfect life gives us rest. Just come, all who labor. Next part he calls, come to me, all who are heavy laden. Those who are weighed down from the guilt of sin. It's the burden of knowing that I have done something wrong and it torments my mind. Being unable to meet the standards of the law, knowing that I do not measure up, knowing that I'm not good enough, knowing because I'm guilty and I will face the wrath of God. Everyone has felt the heavy laden of guilt sometime in your lives. I'm reminded of a time when I was young and I had been um, playing up on my mother, that lady right at the back there. 
and she gets fed up with me, and I get those famous words that always comes out of your, her mouth. You wait till your father gets home. And I was like, oh, and it's just my soul just leaves my body. And throughout the day, I'm tormented by my guilt, playing on my mind, checking the time every five minutes, knowing that my fate is fast approaching. And it felt like an eternity with that heavy weight of my guilt as I waited for my dad to come home to punish me. It felt like the, the waiting period was more heavy than the actual punishment that I received from my father. Instead of dying in the guilt of your sin, Christ says, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I will give you salvation. I will give you peace. I will give you freedom. You having salvation, it doesn't benefit Christ. It's out of his love that he does this for you. It benefits you. It benefits me. It benefits the people he was addressing 2,000 years ago. Christ alone can give you that. Come, your burden is too much to carry. Christ says on the Sermon on the Mount, Blessed is the poor in spirit, for there is the kingdom of heaven. The one who knows that they have nothing to offer God for their salvation, but know to rest in the grace of our Lord. To them is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Those who mourn over their sin, who are burdened by the weight of their sin, Christ will take care of you. Christ will comfort you. If that, is, if that is you this morning, I urge you, I plead with you not to leave it any longer. Come to the Lord. He calls you. And as we head into the next verse, in Matthew 4, Matthew chapter 4, verses 19, Jesus calls his disciples by calling them to follow me. But here in this invitation, he doesn't say, follow me. He says, come to me. This is the first base of Christian discipleship. Before you can follow Jesus, you need to come to Jesus first. And that is what verse 29 is about. Verse 28 is about our justification. Verse 29 and 30 is about our sanctification. Twenty-nine Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burdens is light. Once you have come, Jesus says, take my yoke upon you. And you, and you might be thinking, hold on, didn't he just take off a yoke and offer us rest? And now he's putting another yoke on us. Is that what you're thinking? 
listen, the yoke of the law, the yoke of the traditions of men, is nothing like the yoke of Jesus Christ. Those who have found rest in the Lord Jesus Christ is saved. But once you are saved, it doesn't involve inactivity. It doesn't involve laziness. It involves glory-filled activity for the one who has rest in him. It is nothing like the yoke of the religious leaders. You just keep pounding on the people, their laws. It is the yoke of discipleship. His yoke paves the way for us, paves the way by equipping us where he provides the strength for us and leads us. It is the yoke that joyfully serves the Lord, not because of law, but because you and I have a relationship with him. We serve the Savior who continually gives us rest. If you don't know what a yoke was, it was a piece of wood that locked two animals together, mainly um, these giant animals, what are they called? Oxen or something. And the purpose of that was the animals were to work together and to labor and drag heavy cabins or heavy trailers. And normally the oxen was partnered together, was normally you had one strong oxen and then you had one weaker oxen. And the purpose of that is if there were two strong oxen, then they might be going two different ways. And what would happen is the, the yoke would snap. So they had one strong one, one weaker one, so therefore the stronger one was able to lead the younger one, or the weaker one. Does that make sense? So when Jesus says, take my yoke upon you, he's in the yoke with you. He is the stronger one leading the way. And you are following. It means giving Jesus control and letting him direct our efforts. That he carries us, that he directs us. Giving into him for his purposes and plans for our lives. Because verse 30 says, his yoke is easy and his burden is light. Because Christ is doing the hard yards for you. And life is tremendously easier when we are submitting to his leadership, to his lordship. Next section. And learn from me. Learn from me. He is shaping us. He is molding us. He is equipping us. He is sanctifying us. He is guiding us he has given us his spirit who helps us you see Jesus never promises comfort in this world he actually promises the opposite he promises trials he promises tribulations he promised we will be persecuted for his sake brother will deliver brother over to death you will be hated for his name. Jesus says, you learn from me, Christ. If you are yoked to me, he will be the source of your strength. 
the source of comfort to get through times of difficulties. Paul says in Philippians 4, 11 to 30, Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low. I know how to be abound in any and every circumstance. I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. This is a result of being yoked to Christ. This is a result of learning from Christ. How do we learn about him? The word. Are you opening up your word and learning about Christ? That's the yoke of our Lord. It's a yoke that learns and serves much. It enables the Christian to live free and not under the yoke of the law. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. And then we get to this part. For I am gentle and lowly in heart. What is the reason why we should come? As I said at the beginning of my sermon, this is a glimpse of what he is like. This is the heart of our Lord. For I am gentle and lowly in heart. How can someone not come? He's caring, full of grace, loving. He will never take advantage of you. He will never seek to intimidate you. He will never leave you and forsake you. His gentle heart compels him to give rest to the worn out and to the weighed down. It's just in that knowledge of himself reveals how much you and I are loved by him. And that is eternal peace well within my soul. How many times have we neglected him? And he visits us with mercy. How often have you treated people like that? The way Christ treats us. How about those who have sinned against you? How have you treated them? How often have we watched the news and we see people doing silly things and our first reaction is wrath of God. Get them. How often do we see people in sin and all we do is pointing the finger of condemnation with no restoration. What about those who don't have a strong theology and in your mind you label them dumb without helping the person out? Or how about a child who has made a mistake and what comes out of your mouth is just harsh and anger? Are we glad that Christ will never treat people the way we have mistreated people? 
Matthew 12, 19. He will not quarrel or cry aloud. Nor will anyone hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break. A smoldering wick he will not crunch. He will always deal with you on the basis of gentleness. How wonderful is our Lord. That is my King. That is your King. That is your God. It's my God. A lot of people think that Christianity is all about a bunch of rules and laws to follow. But that is not how Christ describes it in this text here. Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You see, being a Christian is not about following the law. It's about following a person. It's about following Christ. It's about taking his yoke upon you. And Jesus' yoke is easy because he is there to help you to live out the Christian life. He is there to forgive you when you fail. He is there to pick you up when you fall. And he is there to strengthen you for the journey ahead. He is there to give you rest for your soul. The Bible says there is no rest for the wicked. Isaiah 57, 20. There's also no rest for those who are outside Christ. We can only find rest for our souls when we come to God through Jesus. The invitation is open to all who will humble themselves before God and coming to trust in His Son. If you are sitting there and have not experienced the divine gentleness of our Lord, it's today that day. What are you waiting for? Come to Jesus and learn from God. Come to Jesus and take his yoke. Come to Jesus and find rest for your soul. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this time we've had in your word. How satisfying, satisfying that your yoke for us brings rest to our souls. Lord, we thank you for your kindness and your gentleness on, dealing to, on your dealings towards us. Words can never describe how grateful we are. Continue to work in your people, please, Lord. May the world see in us that there is a great rest for them awaiting for them so that they may respond to your invitation may that hope that in your name be glorified this morning in jesus name amen